up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like, Kato dash face. What is happening? I was gonna call you Mike Tomlin face, um, but I, I decided against it and figured. No, call me Brian I'm, Flores. All right, because I'm tired of these motherfuckers. <laughs> all right, that's what you call me. Okay. <laughs> Tired of all these people. February 1st. Call me Brian Flores. Uh, Brian Flores face. I, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Wait, you know what? I was going to start with Iceberger, but being that you're ready to get into it, let's get into it. Do you believe in affirmative action hirings? Um, no. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Like, at the end of the day, what are they going to do? Like, the dude they did in Texas, they just going to bring you in to fire you the next year just so they can say they did it? I'm good. Like, nah, I'm. I'm really good on it. What we need to do is just get more of our people in those positions so we don't have to worry about that. That's what we need to do. Stop trying to worry about getting hired by the man and beat the man. That's the problem. I feel like that's the energy I've uh, known you to be on. Uh, for a little history, for those that don't know, me and Kato have worked together for, what, five, six, 17 years now? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yes. and that was that was the energy you were on when I came in as a little uh, snot-nosed part-timer. You were on this, uh, let, let's put us in position of power. And uh, as someone who was in power at the, the, the time, I really clung to your um, Dame Dash-like ability <laughs> to motivate. This guy always called me Dame Dash, yeah. <laughs> Always, <laughs> always. But I, I appreciated your ability to motivate. But also, um, I'll let, I'll give you your flowers. A lot of people that look like us didn't get positions and supervisors and leaders until they sat under your wing. I'm, I'm I I don't mind saying that three and four times over. But um, thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Even though they forget, you know, the clown. The clowns that they become, they forget. They get a little ten, twenty thousand dollars more, and they forget where they came from and don't pay it forward to the other people that need to be, you know, reinforced to get up to where they was at. You know, they humble when they low, and then when they get high, they forget. So, I, I hate to put it out there like that, but that's the that's the straight truth. It's the problem right now with the world. You're 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 kicking off um, this little series I'm doing with. Uh, I'm not going to call it uplifting black women, but it's uh, celebrating black women um, who are just doing a dang thing and leadership and all that other stuff. But you said we're going to get there a little bit later. Uh, but you said Brian Flores, you don't like um, affirmative well, like action hirings. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I, like I said him. affirmative yeah. action hirings. Yeah, because yeah. my thing is don't hire me for the job if you're just going to, if if don't hire me for the job just so you can check off the box that you interviewed a black person. Like if you actually gonna give me a shot, then call me in. But if you already know who you're hiring and you're just taking my interview to uh appease a quota, then yeah, I'm I'm all right. Don't even interview me. Yeah, look what they did to that dude in Texas. It's just okay, yeah, we doing this just to do this and then and they they, didn't, they just fired him by the next year. Like, so what's the point? You know? 
And it, it's it's it sucks, but that's the world we live in because it just doesn't exist in sports. It exists everywhere. You know, I remember um, at one point, I'm not going to mention the company, but they were just doing mass hirings to hit a, just saying like, okay, at the time, there was only like one person that was a feminine black person, like a feminine, a woman of my, mm. uh, that was black. And they were like, damn, this is all we have in leadership. So we have to, they started face trying to go against, do the EOE card type of approach to it. So, you know, it, it's, it sucks, but that's the world we live in. And that's why it's like everybody, in order to change it, you have to like really own it. And I don't think a lot of people realize that we talk it, we talk a good game, but we just have to take over and we just have to own it. And in order to do that, we got to come together and do it. And I don't mean look at other cultures. They do it all the time. They're able to control the narrative because they own it. And we're not, we don't think about that. We want everybody else to accept us instead of us just accepting ourselves. See, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, jump back and forth a lot because a lot of what you say is why I called you at rambling uh, when I was doing Uber one day to have you come on because I was like, nope, I need to, I need to bring Kato up. But um, I'll start here. I'll start sports and then we'll go back into that, that bigger conversation. But as a, uh, a Steelers fan, can uh, you answer why Tomlin still has a job? One. And two, are you happy for the post Ben era? Um, I'll answer the second question first. The post Ben era is quite <laughs> scary. It's, it scares me because there's no quarterbacks out there. And the only option is us bringing some people that's about to like croak to be our quarterbacks. Um, now the Tomlin thing, the reason why he's right now, currently the only black coach, I mean, he's had a winning record and he has a winning season every year. It doesn't matter if you win a chip or not every year, he's going to the playoffs. As bad as the Steelers could have been, you know, it has been. You know, I got I was fortunate to go to Ben's last game, and that man couldn't throw it past 20 yards, but they still made it to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So he figured something out. You know what I mean? Like everybody remember A B with his nut self. You know what I mean? Like he figured out a way to like legitimately control A B as long as he did. And I think at the end of the day, you know, he he just figures it out. And no offense, this is why I love the Steelers as it is. That 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 uh that organization only have three coaches, and that's what they're about. It's loyalty at the end of the day. They don't. They're not about okay. Up, who's next? We don't know what's gonna happen if he has a loser season next year. But I doubt they get rid of him. You know what I mean? And that's how they've always been. Chuck Noll, you know the next dude after uh, Cower, Cower and this dude. Yeah, that was it. That's it. They just that's how the Steelers are. They're not trying to that organization, the Rooney organization. They're not trying to move around and get a bunch of different people. That's what that's what I, that's what I love about Pittsburgh and the Steelers. It's just straight up working people. That's like, hey, we're just gonna have faith in you. We're gonna be loyal and just show me what you got. And that's what, as bad as the Steelers are, they can still get to the they still get to the playoffs and do what they got to do. How did you get yeah. into How did you get into <laughs> Pittsburgh as a football fan? Like, I don't think I've ever asked you that. How'd you get like Pittsburgh out of all the teams in the league? <laughs> Uh, it started for because of Sega Genesis. Um, I was raised, I'm an only child and I have an abundance of cousins. And out of all my cousins, there's about only three girls and I'm one of them. The two girls were much older than me and the rest of my cousins are a bunch of guys. It's like no lies, about 15 of them. 
and they were all men. And I, they were more of my age group. Even the older ones took me in. And um, from wrestling, that's how my tooth got chipped. They slammed me down <laughs> to like, yeah, they, they just would yank me and let's go, you coming with us. And they would always play Sega Genesis. And each one of them, we had, they had their teams, right? I have a couple of Cowboy fans in my family, uh, uh, two 49er fans. I even got a Detroit Lions fan. God bless him. Um, and we had like, you know, nobody really was a Giants fan. We had a Buffalo Bills fan. So what it was is every time they were about to play Sega Genesis, everybody would pick one of those teams. You know, this was in the 90s. You know, everybody knew the uh, Cowboys and the 49ers were the teams that everybody wanted. And for me, every time you go on Sega Genesis, I would look at the Steelers and I always knew the one thing I knew about football is that defense was the most attractive thing to me because it was just like the fact that I could shut you down was like, wow, you know what I mean? And they always had like a 90s, above 90s score for defense. The offense was iffy, but they always had above 90s. And I from there, I would I would play against them and I would always have the Steelers. So you're not going to score 40, 50 points on me. We're going to shut you down. You may win, but we're going to shut you down in some type of way. And I just felt I gravitated to them. And then once I got into football, that was a team I always wanted to see. And, you know, as I got older, I was fortunate enough to witness two, went, them winning two Super Bowls. And that same, like, and I, I kind of relate to them. You know what I mean? They're quiet. They're not quiet, but they're like, they're gritty. And I'm, I've been that person. I feel like that's what I paved myself on, just being gritty you know, get in the trenches, do whatever I got to do, but it's going to turn well. You know, I'm not flashy. I'm not out here, you know what I mean, doing, you know, things just to do it for show. I'm just out here. I'm out here doing things because I believe in it. And I feel like that's how the Steelers are if you ever watched them play. Um, and that's how I became a Steelers fan since Sega Genesis. And then I just kept running with it. You know, it's so crazy. And uh, not even 10 minutes of us – recording this i have picked up so much about you from that that i saw while like i saw it from a distance but we never had the conversation but you saying it just now has like aha aha moment for me it's so much stuff that i could see from you from a distance but never actually spoke to you but yeah um Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into that. I'm going to put a push point pin in that because you're saying a lot of stuff that I want to say for that conversation about uh, the corporate ladder later. But um, I did see a post today that said it was an end of an era and it had a picture of Drew Brees, yes. Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, actually, Tom Brady. It was saying that it was the end of an era. And it with Tom Brady calling it quits for real and not the little juke move that uh he hit us with earlier in the um early in the week, it made me think I'm not even 40, but as long as as long as I can remember watching football, those were the faces that I yep. saw playing football. Yep. Peyton. Brady, yeah. Breeze, Manning, Ben. Philip Rivers, like when Ray Lewis hung it up, I was in shambles because I just love. You said you like defense. I like watching um, a good defense play a good offense. Like whenever Peyton would play Ray Lewis, the chess match that they would have 
for four quarters, I would always get a kick out of that. Ed but, Reed um, versus Brady, like, come yeah. on, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the OGs have not transitioned out of the sport, but I love when a player is able to, I can't say the same. Well, maybe, yeah. Ben still got, he's in good health. His arm don't have the same uh, velocity as it had before. But I love when a player can dictate when they retire as opposed to an injury sidelining them and making them say, oh, well, I can't play the game anymore. But um, what are your thoughts on Brady hanging it up at 44, uh, seven wins in the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. The, the records speak for themselves, but what's your take on that? Um, true to form, you know, I'm not a Brady fan. Um, if you're a real football fan of your team, you don't like Brady, but you respect it. And yeah. um, I, I honestly, I mean, I was watching something earlier today and they said, who else is going to do that? And my, they said, they not. I think it was Shannon Sharp. He said, I don't even think, he said, I don't think I'm ever going to witness anybody like that in his lifetime, in his lifetime. Again, yeah. and, and you're not. Like, what he did, um, it's crazy because I was on a call today for work and they were asking about me and why I am the way I am. And it's crazy because I said, I'm like Brady in a way because nobody believed in him in any type of way, right? Look how low he came out and he had that, He's not a muscular, you know, whatever type guy. He, he, he's like a little geek in a way, the way he speaks, you know, oh, golly, OG. You know what I mean? And he just <laughs> proves people wrong. You know what I mean? He just proves people wrong. And something I really respect is, like, you're not going to see someone like that that really studies football. Not studies football, but just studies their craft. And you you seen that with Jordan. And as a Knicks fan, I hated Jordan, too. But as time passed, you know, I really respected Jordan more because of the art, the time he took to just like study the game and really want to be the best at it. And I felt that's what Brady was doing as well. And look how he ended. It wasn't like he was, like you said, it's not like these guys are injured. This guy was not injured. He could have played again. How much yards he threw for this year? Almost 5,000 5, or something like he that? He led the league in yards. Yeah. And and he and he just hung it up he's just like you know what I'm done like and I personally feel it was just like I don't think it was because of injury I don't think it's because of anything I think he just said you know what this game is let let these young guys get it if you think about it you know he there's seven rings look what he did like let these young dudes do it look at the AFC the AFC is stacked with talented quarterbacks you know what I mean and I feel he was like you know what let me be that that's to show you he's truly like that's he's humble in a way. He just stepped away and like let them let them have it now. You know what I mean? I feel like that's part of the reason why he stepped away as well. You know, he obviously his his wife probably gonna kill him, but <laughs> you know, let's keep it a buck. Giselle probably was like, listen, man, I'll go back to Brazil if you don't keep it. You don't get away from this, man. I already got to deal with the fact that you got a, a a baby by some next chick. Like I'll be out. You know what I mean? So she she he probably was like, you know what? It's time. You know what I mean? It's really time. Let me let these young guns, like, just sling it out. Let them have the league. You know what I mean? Because now we don't have to worry about hearing uh, Skip Bayless and all these other dudes keep talking about Brady next year. Now let's start talking about these other, like, the AFC. I don't know. Uh, listen, man, whoever watches football, if you really pay attention to the AFC, bro, that is stacked. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got Justin Herbert. Like, Joe, these Burrow, guys are, Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. These guys are all under 26 years old, bro. 
And it's like, damn, you know what I mean? So he had to like say, you know what? Let me just, let me let them have it. And I think that's what he did. It sucks for Big Ben because now that Hall of, ba- Hall of Fame ballot is going to be shared with uh, Braden. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm a little bit worried. Then they may say, hey, you can wait till the next one comes up, brother. But yeah, it, it, I think that's why he stepped off. I really respect him. I respect his craft. And as I get older, you know what I mean? I'm not a young, I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore either, but it makes you really understand. Like you got to take a step back and realize if you want something, you really got to study it. You really got to understand it. And you really got to like reinvent yourself every time to adjust to it. A lot of people, there's something that I got from the company I worked for called learning from challenge and change. And that's something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, everything changes every day, but what do we do to try to change with it? You know what I mean? Like, what do we learn from that challenge to change? And I really think that's something they mastered. You know what I mean? So I respect him. You know, it's going to be something missing from the game. But, um, yeah, it is the end of the era. So for me, uh, I, like yourself, use sports analogies for everything because I feel like it just makes more sense. Um, When you watch, like, MJ, and he leaves, and then, like, you see someone struggling. I'm not going to say – no, not struggling. Someone cursed with greatness where this is all that consumes me i don't i don't want nothing else like it's either win or die basically Mm -hmm. and you have him now become a mentor to kobe and then you see the curse just follow kobe where it's like i want nothing more but to win or die i'm i'll I'll study film i'll do whatever it takes like you look at kobe's last game he puts up 60, and it's like, what else do you expect? It's, it's Kobe Bryant. It's farewell. He puts up 60. Brady is down 27-3 to at halftime. No one knew it was his last game, but in, in Brady fashion, he almost wins the game. Yes. Yeah. And what better way to go out than have people have that image of you of, oh, no, I didn't go out because it was a pick six. I didn't go out because I was getting – uh, blown out by the other team. No, I I did what I normally do. Like, and if we keep it a buck, I could have won a game. And I'm going to leave you with that image of, yeah, my greatness d- didn't uh, diminish. Someone said Tom Brady made a deal with the devil a long time ago, and I believe it. He's got the the Benjamin Button thing. Going I think. On. Yeah, I definitely think everybody that's that's great like that made some type of deal. I'm looking for the devil, but they ain't coming for me. So <laughs> I've been looking. So I'm like, listen, man, listen, I need to be great in that, that minimum of time, man. Average is not good for me. Uh, it's nothing wrong with anybody that wants to be average, but it's not in my DNA. I, that's why I feel why I'm, that's why I feel like I'm cursed in a way. But yeah, I, listen, I, I had, in my review with my, uh, my boss this year, because uh, things are graded on uh, achieves, exceeds, and, um, doesn't achieve whatever have you and i've been pushing for exceeds and the way because my boss is a sports person too so her analogy she gives all the time is oh well um achieves is like you're in the pro bowl and i said yeah but who wants to play in a pro bowl when you can play in the super bowl like yep. don't tell me i hit achieves nah nah fam i need to know what i need to do um and i said to her and i, and I ended up, i'm like because she's a brady fan and i was like I, I, I too, am like Tom Brady, where 
I want better. I'm not going to be satisfied with mediocre and just getting by. What do I need to do to be like the best at it? And she was like, okay, I see, I see where you're headed. Yeah. Like let's not waste each other's time. I'm not here just to pick up a check, clock in, clock out and be like groundhogs. Day. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm here to put my, my footprint on wherever I am, which brings me to the conversation that I wanted to have with you. Um, as an African-American who's been in the position of leadership, I don't know how long. I know it's I was more than 10 years. Like more 10 years 10 I've been years. a manager. Yeah. Yeah, I've been a manager for 10 years, but um, it's not where I wanted to be. I felt like that's not, it wasn't even average to me. I felt like I was below expectations, especially for me. Yeah, I felt I was below expectations. So um, That's wild. For anybody to listen to this from 609, or any other, <laughs> 609 is my hometown and where I know you from. So if anybody else from uh, the other stores know you and hear you say that when they listen to this, they're going to be like, you that's absolutely insane. It, well, the reason why I say that is because it's funny when I was your leader in 609 or like, you know, your peer, I think, in the end of the day is uh, I wasn't mentally, I wasn't. I'm mentally mature. You know, you could have drive, but if you don't have that like stability mentally, it, it's just chaotic. And I feel like because of that cha- that chaos, it allowed me my emotions to be take the best of me. And you never want to manage or, you know, be in charge of anything when you're managing based on emotion. And because of that is I think why I feel like I was below expectations because as I'm getting older now and just understanding who I am as a person, that at the end of the day, yeah, you may drive a result, you may get something out of people, but I didn't want now looking back at things, I don't feel that's what I wanted. I wanted long-term lasting results. And that results would have been having long-term friendships and long-term, like I always talked about this movement, but how am I really about a movement if I'm hurting it? And I felt that, yeah, I can get things out of people in regards to, you know, because they say I have the gift of gab, but what is that if that's just a short-term result? You know, I want long-term. I keep I can't talk about building and being better if I'm the person that's stopping it. You know what I mean? I'm just getting it for what I need. Hmm. And then after that, I'm not, you know, helping the people that really help me. And that's why I felt I was like, I'm still feeling like I'm I'm a little bit better now, but I feel like until I can get other people to where they need to be, then I'm always going to be below average or just average because you can't speak about, wanting a change if you're not trying to really create that change you know what i'm saying i think you're extremely hard on yourself i've said this to you multiple times and uh, like i said i'm going to give you flowers so if you get a little bashful whatever have you and shy good thing the camera's not on but um i'll tell you a joke i'll tell you a quick joke since we this is like us just talking i'll tell you a quick joke the reason why i say that is it's not that i'm hard on myself it's just i'm really listening to people. And I I hope you don't mind me saying this. Like, I love every single person that supported me. And I, when I say that someone like you supporting me, that's the reason why I get the energy I get. That's what gives me the motivation to keep going and not giving up. You know what I mean? I'm not 21. I'm not 22. You know what I mean? I'm not 30 years old. So it's like when I'm out here and I don't have the titles that other people have, it makes me keep wanting to reinvent myself. Like I said, because of the fact that you have so many people that believe in you, you don't want to let them down. And I don't think it's that, I, I know it sounds like I'm hard on myself. It's just that the funny thing I can tell you is that someone the other day, um, last week, I know we were supposed to kick it last week, 
uh, told me that, uh, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to be totally transparent on this because I feel like mm. I should. Um, they were like, you're going to continue losing people, um, friends and relationship wise until you heal. And, you know, obviously this person that tells me this, you know, I had to ask him, what do you think, you're Oprah? But at the end of the day, you know, I had to ask him that, like, you think you Oprah? But at the end of the day, it's some type of truth, it's truth to that. And maybe that's why I'm so hard on myself and all that other stuff. I allow what other people say, get to me, you know, and I forget about all the great people like yourself, like a lot of people that are always about Team Cato and not understanding, like, listen, one may say something that's not great. But remember all those that say good things. And that's why I feel like now I'm a little bit different because I use that motivation to keep going. You know, I've been fortunate enough to not even work in the stores right now. I'm like working, um, learning how to be uh, a financial analyst on the corporate side of the business. And that happened because of the people that surrounded me. And I'm just fortunate. It's not that I'm hard on myself. It's just that I want to keep going based on how people like yourself believe in me and keep achieving what I need to do. Keep, You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna share this with you. I've shared it with you several times, but now it's on a podcast where I only have one Spotify listener, and everybody else listens to everybody else. Anyway, um, just to say one Spotify listener, <laughs> it's just like, hey, you know, hey, shout out to yeah, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to give her a shout out for you, bro. <laughs> you know, I never put two and two together. She might be the one Spotify listener. I'll, That's uh, always I'll support her. Back and let you know. Um, I definitely know no, it's her, but, bro. <laughs> it might be, but what I always shared with you was um, the ability you had to see something in somebody and push them, regardless of if they thought they can do it or not. Um, you took, you took people that you saw had potential. You knew your desire was to empower people to be in position of change, um, people that look like you. And you had, have, not had, because had is past tense. You have this gift of not only seeing that in somebody, but you do everything in your power to cultivate that, if that is, the Dame Dash approach in your early days of uh, barking on people, it resonates with some people. No, no, no. It, it, it resonates because you got you to gotta look at it this way. Um, it wasn't just all yelling. And look at the impact that you've had in people's lives with yelling at people. And I'm saying that as a joke. Like, the people that still believe in you and still support you, You've yelled that numerous times, and they haven't ran away from you because of it. It's more well, it's, like oh, it's okay. some people that have. Some people, some people did. Some people did, but uh, you know that's that's some, on them. God bless them. Some <laughs> some people did, but the ones that stuck around to be like, all right, well, I understand. This is just passion speaking. It's not uh, coming from a different place. To this day. I could have walked out of um, I could have walked out of six oh nine and been like, you know what? I ain't ever talking to this girl again in my life. She's crazy as all outdoors. Um, but even when I was part time, when you were grooming me to be full time, you were like, "Yo, w let's go, step it up. Why, why are you not on time?" Like, and it was like, 
you got one more. And you've been screaming Battery Park resident, future Battery Park resident for as long as I've known you. And it was like, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not doing myself. You said, I'm telling you to do this. I'm going to get in the trenches and show you that I'm going to do it with you. I'm not just going to say it and then sit back and then watch you stumble and falter when you don't get it and then yell at you because you don't have it. You've always been uh, that motivator, so to speak, to, I want to say that show that shows leadership and as a black woman being in a position and we're going to get into this now but as a black woman being in a place where there's not too one there's not too many colored people in leadership but mm-hmm. not too many black women in leadership and i can only imagine the back end we ain't got to really get into it i can only imagine the back end of stuff that you've had to deal with on your uh climb up the ladder so to speak but also um, the things that you, you don't get credit for as a black woman who is in leadership that might have changed the, uh, the direction and course of um, certain managers above you, their whole trajectory. Like um, people say you can tell a good manager by people that they lead. Mm-hmm. And I, I maybe because I joined later on, but I don't see failure when I when you when you mention it in regards to yourself. I don't I don't see failure. I see I see people that you promoted. I see people they may not come back and say it. They may not uh, verbalize it. But I've seen the work you've done to promote us, men and women alike. You've done. Um, I don't want to say your job, but you took a person that didn't have any clue in themselves that they were a leader, groomed them, and then put them on a path to win. Now, if they uh, won or lost, it's not on you because you gave them the opportunity, one, and the, and the, the room to grow. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, uh, in your new position, and you said it was because of people around you looking uh, looking up to you. You got to see, like, they may not have wanted to give you credit for it initially, but them bringing future leaders to train with you says a lot to me. You may not want to put me in that position, but you bringing me you bringing me everybody that you want to groom to get there. Yeah, you, you, you're right. Um, I listen, man. I'll be honest. I, I, I know it's not me trying to be humble or anything, but I, I, you're only as good as your weakest person, and that's my job is to make sure that person's not weak. And I feel like the reason why this, I've been blessed to say I have had some great people around me, such as yourself, um, and you know that just believe in what I believe in, and it's, and that's why these things. I'm fortunate to have that happen to me. Um, is that the people around me, um, I feel like I do play a part, but it wouldn't have happened without the, the the great employees I had around me because, you know, you can have people that have the same style as me, but people won't listen. Um, right. Or they won't move 100%. around. And I just think I just got, I was very fortunate to be a people person in a way that 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 even though I could, you know, in the back of the days, because I don't do that anymore, but back in the days, you know, get like real hard and tough. 
and turn around and then be able to joke around and have fun with you guys is because I felt at the end of the day, you guys were me and you guys understood me. You know what I mean? You guys knew that. And I think you said it before, you knew that when I got, I got a little bit crazy, it wasn't because it was on some personal stuff. It was just, I'm, that's just me. And if anybody knows me, if you outside in a bar with me or out in the streets and we're talking about like, you tell me to steal and suck. Oh, best believe I'm about to get as passionate as that. You know, it's all about, that's just me. You know, I'm just, when I believe in something, I'm very passionate about it. And I, and I, I, I feel like that's how I am. I love hard. I play hard. Everything with me is hard. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to give up. Like so I said, like, that's how the Steelers are. You know what I mean? Like, you don't give up. You're not going to be fancy with it. You know, I'm not going to cut corners. I'm just do what I got to do. And, you know, some people are not going to like it, but they're going to respect me for it. And I feel like the people around me, the employees, and it's not just the employees. I have friends. I have family that just, no matter what, you know, they just rock with me because they know at the end of the day, I got a good, I got a good heart. And I'm like, that's where I think that I'm fortunate that the, that people actually still believe. You know, the fact that you called me up and was like, yo, we got we to gotta chop it up, you know, that means a lot to me because of the fact of, you know, you're, you're one of the people that are going to keep having me keep going and keep, like, striving to try to keep going to the top, you know, and, and it, it's so cool just to, and I need you to know this, too. I, I know you just gave me my flowers, but I give you your flowers. Man, I, I don't know if you speak about yourself that much on these cats, but, bro, you're a father, uh, a husband. I remember my man left uh, Best Buy. And the, the one thing you told me is like, listen, my wife said to make sure I talk to you, you know, make sure to give you that respect and stuff like that. And that means a lot to me because that's to show the kind of man you are. And not a lot of men are like you. And I really want to give that up to you. You know what I mean? Like, especially as a black man, being a father and a husband is not easy. And I really want to, I want to give that up to you for like straight up. And you're such just a cool down to earth dude, man. Like, man, Corey had me dying in the street uh, last year. <laughs> yo, it, it's just like yo, we get like you are one of the funniest. Listen, man, I was talking to somebody the other day, and we said like if we had a group of people just so we could just die laughing, you were one of the you and uh, Randy and Allison. We said we want those three people from six oh nine to be there, and yeah. I swear to you on everything, I would everything I'd be mad about for that whole year would go away because you guys would just. You three alone, man, just classic clowns, just make you laugh, just good people that make other people feel good about themselves, especially you, bro. And I need you to understand that, like, for real. All jokes aside, like, you're the, like, really dopest, one of the dopest people I've ever met in my life. Well, well, well thank you. I got a joke before I move on. I'm, yeah, I'll hear your uh, response when you look at this uh, text message. But um, I was watching something the other day and made me think about you, and I said, you know what? I should. Uh, I was gonna call you and tell you, but I said no. I'm gonna save it for the pod because I wanted to hear your reaction. But um, I was watching Power Ghost Book, whatever <laughs> with Tariq. Um, oh, with Tariq? Yeah, I don't watch that one. And there was one character I thought of that reminded me of somebody we worked with, Zeke. If you check your phone, you see who I. You said Malik. Let me see. No, 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 Zeke. Zeke. Zeke Cross. Okay. And just look at him and tell you who it reminds you of. No, no. I sent you a text oh. message of who he reminds you of. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch this thing now because of that. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that man right here. Man. That man. 
with certain uh, friendships and relationships, it transcends the office place or the the classroom or uh, even online. Like certain friendships just uh, transcend. Like if you mo- like even moving, um, if you have relationships with people, um, <laughs> not like that. If you have like friendships with people, you have friendships. With there people, we go. Yeah, let's stick to friendships. <laughs> if we have, if you have friendships with people and it's a genuine friendship, none of that stuff matters. Like if mm-hmm. you give me your phone number, I take it as a sign of, oh, oh no, you really want to be accessible because you can be easily be like, yeah, I'll see you at work, and that's that. Or I, I um. I'll, I'll see you if I see you out. I'll pay my bill and then I'll skedaddle because I only want to be seen in the same place. I remember, uh, yeah, statute limitations. Though I remember when the first time I saw you out um, after work, I was like, "Oh, my nigga!" <laughs> the fact that you like, because uh... it was playoff time. The fact that you embraced me and was like, "You know, I just watch the game." I was like. All right, cool. This is this is, this is this is the homie, but I'm studying for a class uh, in project management, and some of what you said is kind of the hybrid of how companies want managers to think nowadays, and that's to be a manager of people, a people person, but also manage and drive results, and too often you find people putting emphasis on one and not the other, not knowing that it's a two-edged sword and you need both. This is true. And when you said that, it just made me think to to the class, and I'm like, yo, you have to evolve not only with the time. You can't just be so, oh, well, numbers, 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 and not care about what happens to these people outside when they leave? But what happens um, on their day to day? How's their family? How's this that, this that, and third? If I'm late to work, granted, I'm late, and let's say I'm really dealing with stuff outside the doors, and first thing I come in, you don't see that I'm, I'm heavy or like heavy in terms of uh, mood. Or like I'm down and I'm usually like energetic person. If you don't see that and your first initial action is, oh, you're gonna get written up. That's that. Yeah. It's like, fam, you don't know what I had to deal with before I even walked in walked into these doors. You don't know the weight of whatever it is that I'm carrying before I had to walk through these doors. And being where you are and moving around and now uh, on a corporate side of things, are you is that accounting something that you always wanted to do or is that something you're passionate about? Because that's uh, two different things. I think that's the, I think accounting is like the most boringest job ever. Uh, I just, uh, uh, it's, I did it like what I'm doing now is I'm learning. I'm like, it's like an internship uh, kind of thing, but I've been fortunate enough to like still like, this is, I'm gonna be honest. I, you know, let me tell you something. The company I work for right now is really hooking me up. I got, I got blessed with the vice president coming into the store one day. Uh, 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 a black man, <laughs> and I, which I didn't know, and he, uh, he like that's really about paying it forward. And him and I was just kicking it, like how you and I just talked for a little bit, 
And I guess he saw something in me and then, um, you know, introduced me to a couple of people. And then a couple months later, I'm fortunate enough now to be able to experience the company on the other side. And what I'm, what I, my goal, my, my love is uh, finance, right? I mean, so, mm-hmm. and math. Um, I just recently finished my second degree in applied math and now I'm in grad school. Um, and what I'm doing, which, which is funny. Cause my friend got really at me one day. He's like, how many black women, you know, have a degree in math. And I was just like, I, was, I applied, you know what I mean? And it's true. It's not, you know, he said, you really need to understand your like who you are. Like, and it's true. There's not a lot of black women that can say they have a degree in applied math. You know, I do have a degree in accounting, uh, but that's, that's neither here nor there, but the applied math one means so much to me. Um, because events, what I like to do is I think the biggest problem in our society, and that's what I was saying about us owning and building, is that we're uh, financially illiterate. And that's not something that we're taught. You know, when we're in high school, we're taught sex ed, we're taught everything else. You're even talking, mm-hmm. I went to all girls Catholic school, and I'm taught, I was taught religion all four years. But neither, never once did anybody sat, sit there and teach you how to be financially literate. And that's something that I, that's my passion. Right. And I feel that in order to build our community up and to, for us to get to own things and be better, we have to know exactly financially what we need to do to be stronger. And I think that starts, that's my goal in life. You know what I mean? So, you know, eventually one day I want to get my PhD in it in math so I could be able to like uh, reconstruct the algorithm for the credit score system, because I feel that it's like monopoly money. We don't really know. They tell, they tell us this is the basis of it, but it's not exactly true. So um, for me, um, account, it's more than accounting to me. My love is just to be able to really, I love numbers, I love money, and I feel that that's the, that's the key. And if I could teach that out to other people, then maybe somebody else, there'll be more billionaires that look like me or more whoever's. I may not be that billionaire, but if I could set that pavement, that, that, that pathway, then I'm going to make a mark on, a, on a, our society. So that's Have why my love is um, yes, I did. And I, I did watch it. And you see, look how long it took for us to know about them. Yeah. And you, you talking, I'm sitting there like, good Lord, that's hidden figures. But yeah, I, we haven't heard that story no. until recently. Yep. That's not a, um, that's not a, a Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or, nope. um, and being that this is going to come out in Black History Month, and I hate that we even have to call it Black History Month, but one of the things I like to do Shortest month of the year. is <laughs> I like to showcase like the the unspoken African-American like heroes. Because they're going Martin Luther King us to death. They're going Malcolm X, Rosa Parks us to death. They're going uh, uh, Frederick Douglass, Douglass us to death. But how about the nigga that made the Super Soldier? How about the nigga that made the um the air conditioner? Like black people. Yep. But it's stuff that we don't we don't hear about from that end. But yeah, you mentioned that and that just made me think about hidden figures, but you're absolutely right. And it it takes a while for us to even get into that space. But I wanna ask you, if there's a lesson that you learned on this journey and you mentioning the Steelers, uh, like it just resonates so well because they're, they're blue collar. Steel curtain, we not razzle dazzle, but we gonna work 
probably harder than you for four quarters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just, it, when you said it, it was like, ah, now I get it. But um, you always say Battery Park resident. Yep. And I know that's your, I don't want to say internal drive, but that's like, if you had a vision board, that would be something that's on your vision board, Battery Park resident. Yep. Do you feel if you're not already in Battery Park while you're saying this and just uh, trying to throw people off, but do you feel that you almost, no, I'm not even going to ask you. I'm going to tell you, you belong there in Battery Park because there's I not too be many there. of us there. No, I will be there. I, that's that's I know the that. thing. I will be there. Yeah, I will be there. I go, this is, the reason, another thing too is uh, a lot of people don't know this. Actually, nobody really knows this. Everybody's probably like, okay, you want to live there because of who lives there. Um, nah, true story is my mom worked down there, uh, the Bank of New York. It used to be Bank of New York Mellon now, but it was Urban Trust before that's the building with all the glasses. And that's right there in mm-hmm. Tribeca, right next to Battery Park. Um, the first day I started as a manager, my mom got uh, laid off in a company she worked for for 20-something years. This is right there in Battery Park. So I will go, a lot, a lot of people don't know this about me because I'm just like out there and I'm loud and I'm just whatever, but I go to that Barnes and Nobles down there and buy my books and I would sit there and I would go and sit by the water a lot by myself, right there by Battery Park, right in Battery Park, right by that water. And it's always a constant reminder of like this, I need to, I need to get here because of what happened to my mom. You know what I mean? She was here. I was used to, when I was growing up as a kid, I'm used to my mom because we lived in Jersey for a while, a long time, right? My mom's still in Jersey now. And I'm used to my mom getting ready. You know, my mom's a little diva, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go with her her work bag and her gym bag, jump in the car, park down in Newark. If anybody who's from Jersey knows that works in New York in Manhattan, park in Newark, jump on the mm-hmm. PATH train. And seeing your mother go to Wall, like so-called Wall Street every day to one day, you know what I mean? You're, what is it, 50 something years old and they're telling you your whole department is gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at 50 something years old, where are you getting another job? Where are you doing whatever? You know what I mean? Um, and I, my goal was never, ever to have that happen to me or anybody I love again. And that's why I call myself a future Battery Park resident. Not just to live there, it's just to make sure. Because if I do live there, that's never happening to my family or me again, like, or me. So that's that's the hidden reason behind um hashtag future battery park resident which a lot of people they probably just thought oh she just wants to live there to live there no it's it's a bigger meaning because that building that's all glass that bank of new york melon is still going to be there and it's if i'm living there i want to watch it from my house and know that yeah i'm you're not going to do what you did to my mother to me that's crazy in a good way i love it yeah yeah have you read um will smith's book will no, nah, I didn't really was. It's funny, I follow him on Instagram because I think he's an interested dude. Really smart guy, but I never read his book, no. Nah. Right I'm now, I'm currently reading uh, I'm reading um, the Ozzy and Ruby Davis book right now. It's a huge book. I'm still reading that. Um, I, it's uh, that, I think it's... Uh, the reason why I'm reading that is because they were married for over 50-some years, and I think in order to be a great person, you have to have be able to have a great partner. And I want to understand what made them stay together so long. You know what I mean? 
I'm sure they went through a lot. No, let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you get there and you write that book, I definitely would read it too. Definitely would. But I'm just curious. And I I feel like love is the key to a lot of things. And I think that's what I'm fortunate enough to have around me now. So that's why I'm like, you know, that's why I think I'm getting 10 times better than I was before in the past. Yeah, I think um, for those who do hear this, whenever they hear it. Uh, I think it's inspiring because, like I said, African-American woman in leadership that's trying to pull the rest of us up to be in leadership. And you don't get too much. Um, got a lot, they, they like to say it's the crabs in the barrel mentality all the time. And um, my guy, uh, Sean Carter, once said, I don't. I don't hate that analogy. I hate that analogy because crabs ain't supposed to be in barrel in the first place. So when you see a crab trying to get out the barrel and pulling somebody else down, it's not because they want them not to succeed. It's we don't belong here nowhere. Yep. But yeah, when you when you get uh, people of color in leadership positions, it's not too often that they reach out. Uh, and pull somebody else or pay it forward and bring somebody else. Sometimes the buck stops with that person who makes the leadership. It's like, okay, well, I made it. Yep. And I've seen that. I've seen that. Like, uh, that's what I was telling you earlier that we forget. And you're supposed to, as I learned from, um, I'm going to say his name. His name is Damian Harmon, uh, vice president of Best Buy. And when I wrote him an email thanking him uh, for this opportunity, he said, I didn't get to where I got to by myself. So it's only, I have to pay it forward. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that to me, you know, I'm forever in debt to that man because of that. Like that's, that makes me want to continue doing stuff like that because there are people out there that do want to see us do better. And that's, that's what's like, you know, you have to, you have to, you got to look out for the next person. You never know. So you have to, and you shouldn't do it to get something out of it. You should just do it because, you know, I'm going to have kids one day. You have kids. You want somebody to look out for them when they're our age. You know what I mean? So yeah, you got to put yeah. it out there. What you put in the universe is what you get back. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is really good. We're going to finish this conversation offline or in person. Um, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm free whenever you need me. Just reach out to me. I, I get somebody to watch Baby's kids. You can, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <They> can. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, your kids are adorable, bro. <laughs> it's like, I love the rap battle. I love when you and your son rap battle. Like he beat you, but yeah, y'all battle rap. No, he smoked my boots. Yo, <laughs> yeah, my, he did. <laughs> my son, he doesn't understand. He's of the age where, like, he's he's funny, but he be talking like in his natural voice, and it's it's me and my father all over again, where it's like, you understand the gift, well, other people around you understand that you have a gift of being funny. You're actually just talking regular, but people are tickled by what it is that you're saying. He's in this stage now where he's talking and me and my wife will bust out laughing and like, he'll get a little sensitive about it and be like, I don't like when y'all laugh at me and I have to tell him, no, I'm not laughing at you. You're 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 a funny kid, like what you said. And I, I told my wife, in his mind, he's saying something serious, but it just comes out and it's comical. So it's like playing playing 
that thin line where you don't want to kill that gift of humor, but also you don't want to make him uh, sensitive to the point where he runs away from it. But yeah, he, him and his sister, they, they, I, I love uh, Bebe's kids a lot. But whenever you want to go out, just let me know. And we can, we can, uh, oh, definitely, definitely. I'm making, you know, because. Um, I'm definitely going to try to make sure I, I'm trying to connect with a lot of people in the next couple of months. Um, so I'm definitely going to hit you up once I'm like, hey, what's up? Let's uh, let's make this happen, you know? Listen, um, I'm the person that you may not hear from me every day, but when you come across my mind, like you did when I was driving Uber, I'm going to just call sure. you. And I got you. <laughs> you answer, you answer, you don't. You're just going to get a voicemail from me that may, may not have uh, some curse words in it, but it, it's all out of love. But before <laughs> we go, <laughs> before we go, I need you to give me a show or movie that uh, you want the folks to take a look at. Don't got to be nothing that's a sleeper. It could be something well-known. Um, damn, what show was I watching? I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um, what is this? Mayor of Kingstown? I love uh, that. Oh man, that 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 right there. Dude that did time is just like I like man that you just gotta watch it. That's a and I'm not really into certain shows that's on regular channels anymore, but that show right there, outside of Chicago PD, Mayor of Kingstown, yeah. that first season, I was just like, wow, this is a little bit different. And I I, I really I, I really liked it. You know, I really like so if anybody wants to watch something. I would say billions, but one of my favorite characters is uh, for those I'm not gonna say it, but he left. So, billions and uh, mayor of Kingstown is my, yeah, that's my, yeah. If you really want to understand me, you definitely watch billions. Yeah, the first like five seasons, the first four or five seasons of billions. That's that's me. That's my mentality. Yeah. Axel Roger, Axel Roger, spirit animal. Ah uh, man, definitely man. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't give. Yeah, that's. That's me all day, bro. Like I, I swear to you, that's me. That's me. Uh, and I, yeah. So I, it's I'm getting. I'm, I'm trying to adjust to the new season, but that that right there when he left, I had to Google why he was leaving, and I was like, what's going on here? And so, but I kind of understand why, you know. So billions. That succession is pretty good. And then if if because I put a lot of people onto the show, because you'll be surprised how many people don't didn't watch the show. Um, insecure man like if you just be in a, a in a relationship and then i'm thinking you're the only person that goes to this nonsense watch insecure <laughs> watch insecure yeah. yeah we're gonna chop it up uh like i said offline my show uh janet jackson doctor just came out and the reason being we all hear or we think we know about Janet and the real reason I watched is because I always wanted to know how the hell she ends up with Jermaine Dupree, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure dudes wrote, I'm sure dudes, they got, listen, man, <laughs> listen, I'm sure dudes, I don't know what they got, but they got something. I'll talk to you offline. That's my show. He that's just don't look soul. like he combed his hair. I just, that's why I'm like glad he cut it. All brush like, teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair, yeah. Brush teeth. Yeah, him and his little bow wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, are two dirty niggas. All right, see, I'm um, definitely gonna watch that Janet Jackson thing. You're the third person that told me I gotta watch the doc, so I'm definitely gonna make sure to watch that. 
No, yeah, that, the Janet Jackson journey is dope. Um, I appreciate you for coming up here, taking time, or even accepting my calls and not having me blocked. I appreciate you. Definitely um, not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Top five. Definitely. When I become, when I'm, when I am a billionaire, I'm definitely gonna remember you, brother. Trust me. And I'm hey, not talking man. about this on some. Hey, how you doing? I'm definitely. I'm. I'm scooping you. Apple's gonna have to figure something out. Be out of here. I already wrote my list of people I'm taking, and so a lot of people think they on that list. They are gonna get a, a, a real reaction. <laughs> they gonna be upset. You may have may need a bodyguard. They gonna think because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going where you going. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember well. You only talking to me because I'm doing well. When I was doing bad, I wouldn't even you wouldn't return my call. So yeah, you're definitely somebody, regardless, good or bad, you're always there. So to always remember that. I'm not saying that just to say it on a podcast. That's true. That's I know true. it's not lip service. I, I and yeah. that's one of the things I appreciate about you is that um you're really uh black or white. If you if you like somebody. In terms of as a friend and having relationships as friends, you're very black and white. It's not, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, make you figure it out. It's easy, nigga. Uh, I'm bang with you, I don't. And I always respect that. Um, folks, get your excuses ready. We're going to continue these. If you have an African-American woman in leadership uh, that's killing it that you would like to suggest, as a guest, by all means, hit up whatever face pod on Instagram, uh, Twitter. It's underscore whatever face two. I don't know why, but that's what it is. Um, but I do appreciate you for coming up and kicking with me. Uh, you got anything else before I let you go? No, nah, that's pretty much it. I'd like to thank you. Thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're gonna make it big, so definitely, you know, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna make sure I listen. I don't have Spotify, but I'm gonna listen much more somehow, some platform. Apple I'm gonna Music, make Google, Anchor. I'm oh, on, I definitely I'm have Apple Music. Play. I got an oh, Apple yeah. Music on my Samsung phone, so definitely, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most backward ass person with AirPods on. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> I definitely got what? you. I'm actually looking for it right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you the direct link. Uh, go finish your table and I'll Thank you, brother. Thank you. And I'll text you when I'm about to meet up. It's probably going to be next week. Say less. All right, bro. Thank you. Later. Bye.